Hello, and welcome to the first ever video version of Movies, colon, they're pretty good. I'm your host, Travis Dudding, and today we're going to talk more about my favorite directors. Uh, we got two more, or one more after this, uh, which, you know, stay tuned for information on that. Um, but today we're going to talk about David Lynch, one of my favorites. Uh, recently did the uh, Blue Velvet episode. Um, sorry, I'm moving around so much. I'm not really used to being on camera. Uh, hopefully it's not more awkward than I am on the microphone. So anyways, let's get right into it. David Lynch. First movie, we have Eraserhead. Right here, you can see I have the uh, Criterion Collection edition of it. Uh, I have mo everything that he has on Criterion, um, I have as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Eraserhead, uh, real interesting movie. Uh, it's pretty much a uh, student film. He made it while he was at the uh, American Film Institute. Uh, he had made some short films before that. This is his first feature film. Uh, basically like shoestring budget like with anything he had to like get a couple grants from the school and like other schools and everything uh lots of great information on that uh, all of it which i learned on the uh special features of the criterion collection um uh, that's the great thing about physical media is you get all those extras and stuff like that and then you don't have to worry about uh your digital copy getting revoked because voodoo lost the license or whatever might happen in the future and you don't have to wait for something to be on streaming so um i understand why people don't do physical copies but i yeah you know i'm addicted to them i also just love looking at my collection on my shelf and everything like that um yeah, Eraserhead, a real interesting one. It's uh, shot in black and white. Uh, it came out in the 70s, um, 77. Uh, stars Jack Nance, um, who is a staple of uh, David Lynch films and uh, also in the Twin Peaks series. Uh just a real weird movie it's very dreamlike like a lot of his stuff you know i'm probably gonna say that for like half of the movies at least um but very uh very real like heavy makeup and special effects and stuff like that uh very dark um not super narrative driven it's just very that's why i say it is very dreamlike because it just feels like you're just in this space observing what's happening rather than seeing the story unfold and it's not saying that there is no plot because there is but it just is a little all over the place um which is one of the things i love about david lynch um and I can't really put my finger on why, because, you know, usually when something just doesn't make sense or it's not like outright, it could be a little frustrating, but there's something, I don't know, there, he has some kind of magical touch that when he does it, it feels cool. And when other people do it, you're like, okay, like get a better writer. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what, uh, what it is about it. I just, it's, I find him. Uh, his movies would be very comforting in a weird way because they are so dark a lot of the times. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Eraserhead. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, all right, moving on. This is probably, um, this is the first one where people really started to take him seriously. Uh, this is The Elephant Man. Uh, it's got uh, Anthony Hopkins, 
uh, and John Hurt plays a, uh, a physically disfigured man, uh, suffers from a lot of different things, and elephantitis being one, uh, hence the name The Elephant Man. Uh, but uh, Anthony Hopkins is this uh, surgeon, uh, finds him in a uh, freak show at a circus in uh, England. And this one is based on a true story, actually. Uh, so is like one other one. Um, but uh, just super, very touching movie. Uh, also filmed in black and white. This one came out in 1980. Uh, just want to make sure I had that right. Uh, and actually, uh, executive produced by uh, Mel Brooks, who from you know the first director episode that I did, uh, and uh, one of the stars of the film is his wife. Uh, I almost said Annette Benning. It's not Annette Benning. <laughs> Anne Bancroft, way off, Samsonite. Uh, but yeah, real beautiful. Uh, sad and beautiful at the same time. Uh, just gonna throw around, throw out the word bittersweet and leave it at that. But real touching movie. Uh, real like uh again using like the heavy makeup effects to make this uh disfigured man uh named uh John Merrick. Uh, I think the that's not his real name, but that's what they put in the in the book about him and everything. So that's what they went with. Um, and you know, of course it's a little dr more dramatized than the real story, you know, like with any based on a true story usually. Um, but yeah, just rewatched it, uh, a couple days ago was crying, like at the end, just bawling my eyes out. Uh, great, great, great movie. Love it. Um, all right. Moving on, I do not have a physical copy of this one because it's probably the only one I don't really like all that much. And that is the 1984 version of Dune. Uh, okay, so I had never seen this one prior to the new Dune coming out. Um, and watched the new Dune. Thought it was, you know, pretty boring. It's like, what if Star Wars wasn't fun? And, uh, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll like this, uh, David Lynch one. And no, not really. <laughs> uh, it, um, stars Kyle MacLachlan as Paul Atreides. Um, not going to get too heavy into the plot or whatever. Um, it's a lot of sand, uh, <laughs> a lot of weird stuff. Like really like, I don't know. It's like he was, he was, he was trying hard. He was trying some stuff and it just didn't work on me. I know a lot of people love it and I don't know if they were like big fans of the book and love it because it's a good adaptation. Maybe it, maybe book fans hate it. I'm not really sure. Um, all I know is like I wasn't too upset when Dune Part 2 uh, got delayed. <laughs> I'll still see it because it's going to get nominated for Oscars and shit like the other one, but... You know, and I'll give that uh, other one a second chance. I did watch this one uh, a second time. Uh, I've fallen asleep both times. Um, I did enjoy it more the second viewing, um, but it's just still, it's just not for me. I think you know, maybe maybe third time's a charm on Dune. Um, all right, so moving on. Um, won't get into this one too much because I did do a full episode on it. But Blue Velvet, nineteen eighty six. Uh, another 
fabulous David Lynch film, maybe one of his best ones. Uh, he did get a, I think, best director nomination for this one. Um, but man, like, uh, I watched it again, like, since doing the, uh, the podcast episode and just still can't believe how amazing everybody is in it, especially Dennis Hopper. And you're not like, it's, it's a very special type of actor that can make a like monster of a person, uh, charismatic. And I don't know. It's just something about him that he just pulls it off. Kind of like, uh, Daniel Plainview and, uh, there will be blood. Daniel day Lewis. Yeah. Just incredible. But yeah, I did do a whole episode on this, so I won't go too heavily into it, but love this movie. Um, all right. Moving on. Next, we have Wild at Heart. Uh, this is one of the ones that is not on the Criterion Collection yet. Probably some kind of uh, rights issue with MGM, I'm sure. Um this is an interesting one. Uh, this one wasn't streaming anywhere. I literally just went to uh, Amoeba in Hollywood, hoping that they had a copy, and they did. So I just bought it for like twenty five bucks, and uh, I'm glad I did because it's really, really, really good. Uh, it's a Shout Factory. They put out a lot of like obscure stuff, cult hits, and stuff like that. Um, this one is about a uh, Nicholas Cage uh, plays Sailor, and uh, Laura Dern plays Lula. Uh, he gets put in prison for uh, killing a man in self-defense, but because Laura Dern's mom is into some, like, mob shit, she, uh, like, you know, the guy was supposed to kill him, and Nicholas Cage kicked his ass, killed him. And went to prison, got out, and left with Laura Dern. The mom's still trying to get him killed and everything. And, like, at some point, uh, Willem Dafoe's in there being unhinged like he usually is. And it is so good at. Uh, but, yeah, this one's crazy. It's also, like, really absurd. Because uh, at some point at a metal uh, show... Uh, he just like grabs the mic and starts uh, singing Elvis and the whole band knows the song and everything. Uh, yeah, super out there. This is when David Lynch starts to get like extra weird in a funny way. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Dune kind of started that too. Uh, but, uh, yeah, real, real good movie. Uh, real interesting. A lot of like serious hits too, you know, not just, uh, it's not all like fun and games, but yeah, this one, if you haven't seen it, uh, check it out. Real good. All right. Next. Uh, so this one is a prequel to the first two. Se- well, I guess to the whole series of Twin Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks got uh, canceled too soon uh, because of Bob Iger uh, making David Lynch reveal who Laura Palmer's killer is. Because that's the whole plot of Twin Peaks is who killed Laura Palmer. And the mystery just slowly unravels, and then it gets a little supernatural and stuff, too. Real out-there, crazy show. This is also one of those ones that's, like, a little weird, but, like, in a fun way. Um, if I recommend not only the movie, but the entire series, uh, the original run of two seasons, and uh, the return that happened on Showtime. Uh, I also have the both of the box sets. I'll show those after I'm done talking about this. But this movie is crazy. Like it's 
it's very like dark, uh, very surreal and just like very, uh, it really makes you uncomfortable and like in a well done way, you know, it's just scary. <laughs> and, like it works as a horror movie and, uh, um, I'm, I'm sure it was intended to be that, but yeah, this is 1992's Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Great, great, great stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, here's the, uh, collections I have. I have the, uh, Twin Peaks Entire Mystery. This was released before, uh, the return aired on, uh, TV, but just check this out. It's like super cool. A lot of good stuff. And this also has the uh, Firewalk with me in this as well. Uh, but I still wanted to have the uh, Criterion Collection version of it, of course. Because I'm like that. Uh, and then this is the box set for the uh, Showtime version. It came out in 2017. Uh, yeah, super good. Uh, this one gets real crazy. Uh and I'm enjoying, uh, I started rewatching uh, Twin Peaks from the beginning after finishing it, uh, even though it hadn't been that long since I started it. Uh, and I'm enjoying it even more because I'm finding like little hints of stuff. Like he's like paid off some random shots uh, 30 years later in the return that are like was so unnecessary, but so amazing how, how it worked out. Uh all right. So I think, oh yeah. So this one's next. Uh, this is uh, Lost Highway, uh, as you can see from my T-shirt. Uh, one of my favorites of his. Uh, this one is just a real mind fuck, like real crazy, uh, and also like super creepy. Uh, Great mystery, great horror, uh, or just and then just great absurdity too, because you know it's David Lynch, and just like one of the craziest uh, kills I've seen in a movie. Like a guy gets uh, trips and falls into a uh, a glass top table and just splits his head in half, like through there. Oof, I'm not gonna tell you who it is in case you haven't seen it, but oh man, this one is so wild and crazy it's uh bill pullman and uh patricia arquette uh bill pullman has the uh craziest sax solo since uh lost boys i think uh it's so like it's so out of uh out of nowhere it's like very little context for it and it like barely sounds good which i think is like so funny about it um but I'm also not like a huge like huh, no, I'm not gonna say that because I do like jazz. Um but yeah, like just super weird, eerie movie. Uh if you're someone who likes to watch things while they're high, this one and the last one are are your picks. Uh oh, and maybe uh Mulholland Drive as well. Um but yeah, Lost Highway, uh super good. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, next we have, uh, the straight story. Uh, that one, I do not own a physical copy of yet. Uh, 
but I did. You can stream it on Disney Plus. It is a uh, Disney film. Uh, it wasn't written by David Lynch, but there's definitely like his tone in there. It's, his directing comes through in it, even though it wasn't his story. But it, that's the other one that's based on a true story. Uh, it's about this uh, guy Alvin Strait, who's and you know elderly man in his eighties. Uh, finds out that his brother had a heart attack. So he wants to go a heart attack or stroke. I forget. Uh, but he wants to go visit him. He can't drive. Uh, so he takes his, uh, ride on lawnmower with a, uh, trailer attached to the back and drives like, I don't know, a few hundred miles. It's crazy. Uh, this one's a real heartwarming one. Um, Hopefully that spit didn't show up on camera. Uh, but real beautiful story, real touching. It's just uh, him interacting with these locals that he meets on the way and everything and telling telling stories and helping them with their lives and everything. And uh, very introspective, uh, very beautiful, very touching movie. It's definitely got that like Disney charm to it. Um, but yeah, uh, beautiful movie. And that's, that's uh, probably the least known of the uh david lynch films but yeah great one that's called the straight story i think i told that said that but all right moving on next we got mulholland drive this is probably his best one this one is it was i had heard a lot about this one for a long time uh and that's really the movie that got me into David Lynch um, way later than I should have. But once I, once I saw it, once I saw that like uh, opening act and everything, the scene at the Winkies diner and behind the diner, insane. Uh, a little like people hype it up a little extra, I think, but it's still very good. Um I don't know. I think I just different things scare me, but it's definitely. I think the tone scares me more than the uh, the big moment that people always talk about. Um, but oh man, this is this is another like mindfuck movie. It's so good. It's so interesting. You think it's going one way, and it feels so dreamy because you know. I I don't want to spoil anything, but. And I will cover this one sometime soon, whenever it's like uh, more easy to stream, I think, or more accessible for people. Uh, probably sometime in the new year, probably pretty early on. But uh, great, great, great movie. I love it. It's uh, uh, Naomi Watts is amazing in it. Laura Herring. Laura Herring? I don't know. I haven't heard it said out loud, but um, a bunch of different people. Justin Theroux in it. Uh yeah, 2001 uh Mulholland Drive. Great great movie. I can't recommend this one enough. But yeah, I'm not going to go too heavy into that one because I will cover it fully down the line. Um all right. So, last but not least, Inland Empire. This is the weirdest one of all of them. It is 3 hours long, shot on like early 2000s digital cameras. It looks insane. It looks fake almost. Uh I forget it took them like years to make it. I know that, but I forget like exactly how long, like how many months or whatever. Uh but it is just so crazy. It's uh Laura Dern 
is in it. Um, and she plays as an actress and they're making this movie that uh, is a remake of something from Poland, but that was never released because the cast got murdered or something. Um, but it's, oh, man, it is just so eerie, so uncomfortable and like so little like happens that makes sense and you're just along for the ride and it's holding your attention the whole time and like there's stuff that it's like not really going anywhere and you're like oh well that was a waste of time and this one like could easily be that but like i said it's something about that david lynch charm it just like it works and it's like three hours of and i still really couldn't tell you what actually happens in this and it's so crazy and it's so good so weird too uh real eerie this is probably the other uh like this lost highway and uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me are the ones I would say are like horror movies. Uh, some people say Eraserhead, um, and, and it is like a body horror in a way, but it's just more tonal, I think, than like anything actually scary happening. Uh, but yeah, that's David Lynch. Uh, I wish he was, you know, had something cooking, and who knows, maybe he does. Uh, I also have, but just not here with me, a uh, criterion of the uh, David Lynch, The Art Life, which is a documentary about him that was made just a few years ago. That's really good. Um, I think I talked a little bit about that in the Blue Velvet episode. And then uh, on Criterion Channel right now is uh, a documentary called Lynch Oz, which uh, talks about all his tie-ins to the wizard of oz and just how like he saw it as a kid and just it influenced him so heavily very on the nose and wild at heart like there is just straight up uh you know the witch's crystal ball and the 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 glenda the good witch is just in there you know and a lot of also a lot of references to wizard of oz red heels clicking together all that stuff uh but yeah, that that was a super interesting documentary. I really enjoyed that. Really well done. Um, I forget the director on that. Uh, but yeah, if you have a subscription to Criterion Channel, which I highly recommend, especially if you're into like weird shit like this, um, I yeah highly recommend that app and streaming service, and I highly recommend that documentary. Um, and that's also where you'll find a lot. If you haven't seen a lot of his movies and you're interested, if I did a good job, which I probably didn't, of getting you interested in them, that's where they're streaming a lot of the time. That's where I watched uh, before I owned them. That's where I watched most of these films. Uh, but yeah, so that's David Lynch. That is the first video episode of the podcast. Uh, I hope I was looking into the lens. I probably wasn't for some reason. Uh, but yeah, I hope this was okay. Uh, I hope it wasn't bad enough to make me never want to do this again, but it probably wasn't. Um, but yeah, stick around. Uh, should I'm trying to get it scheduled, but should have a friend of mine as a special guest uh, on the next episode. And if not, then, then soon. But stay tuned for that. Uh, if you're listening to this and want information on the 
YouTube channel or on all that, uh, go to the Instagram. And if you don't use Instagram, then uh, stay tuned for next episode and I'll put some, I'll like actually say on the air, on the air, this isn't radio, uh, on the podcast uh, where you can find the YouTube videos version. Uh, these are free because I'm not like famous enough to do a Patreon or anything. I'm not going to make people pay to watch me because that'd be the (laughs) biggest waste of money uh but yeah hope you guys are enjoying it uh thank you for listening thank you for watching and hope you stay tuned in the future uh oh yeah and the instagram uh in case you don't know is at movies they're pretty good with no punctuation in it all right uh thanks again and have a good day thanks bye